Hello, and welcome to the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we're opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today. This month, we're looking at uh, our theme, which is bringing the best. We were just talking about that, preaching about that, teaching about that. We just really, really like that theme. It's a great concept that God is the best, and we need to bring him our best. And so what we're doing on these Fridays is we're talking about how can we bring the best. And in our first episode, we talk about how we can bring the best attitude. And then last week, we talked about the connection to the congregation. How can we make our fellowship better? How can we interact better with one another? As we move on, today we want to talk about the subject of faith. And when we talk about bringing the best, faith has to come in that discussion, and that is very important. So we're going to talk about how can I bring the best when it comes to my faith? And, you know, one of the first passages that comes to my mind is in Luke 17, after Jesus talks about forgiving your brothers, it says in verse 4 of Luke 17, and if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. Immediately, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And so that that is a great concept. It's a great statement in our Bible. And so we just need to begin by talking about that concept of faith. Faith is the foundation of all things. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't believe, nothing else really matters. And when we look in our Bibles, the things that really opened the eyes of Jesus, things that really brought attention to Jesus, involve the idea of faith. Uh, just to pull one example of this, in Matthew chapter 8, we find uh, a centurion uh, as Jesus is in Capernaum. This is a Gentile Roman soldier, and he had a servant that was uh, paralyzed in a lot of pain. And he asked Jesus to heal him, and Jesus says, I will come. And the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Right there is a great statement of faith. And following that, he talks about how he's a man of authority. He understood Jesus being a person of authority. Just saying the word is going to make it happen. And in verse 10 of Matthew 8, Jesus, when he heard this, he marveled and said to those who are following him, truly I say to you, I've not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. And so faith, so important to God. Let's begin because in religious circles and communities, I mean, this is just something that is assumed and everyone talks about that. We see these little plaques and little things uh, crocheted about faith and people put quotes on Facebook about faith. Let's begin, first of all, Jason, by talking about what do we mean by yeah. faith? Yeah, I, there are so many places that we can go in God's revelation to mankind, but my mind immediately goes to Hebrews chapter 11. Really, the, the whole book of Hebrews is drawing our attention to Jesus as the 
ultimate object and model for our faith. But as the writer has worked his way through the Old Testament and so many different Old Testament shadows and types and examples that are pointing us to Jesus, uh, he says in the last verse of what we have is Hebrews chapter 10, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. And it's almost like he anticipates, Roger, your questions will, okay, what is faith? What what do you mean by that? What does it mean to be of those who have faith? He takes us to school in a sense, kind of takes us to faith kindergarten in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, he says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. We'll come back to that in a moment. But he continues in verse 2, For by it, by faith, the people of old received their commendation. And then he just kind of starts telling us about those people of old who had faith and were commended by God for it. I mean, really, he takes us all the way back to creation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. He takes us to earliest Old Testament examples like Abel and Enoch and others, but he he gives us another quick summary statement in verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. From there, he moves on. But I really think verses 1 and 6 of Hebrews 11 is maybe the clearest, most succinct God breathe answer to your question. What is faith? Well, it is necessary to please God. It is the stuff of drawing near to God by believing that he exists and that he rewards those. God rewards those who seek him. How can I have faith? Well, God teaches me what and who to hope for and hope in. Faith is assurance that God is telling me the truth. He really is there. He really does reward those who, who diligently seek him. Faith is the stuff of conviction in things that I cannot see with my physical eyes. Faith is belief in God. Yeah, uh, trust. That's a great word. And and what we see following those two verses there in Hebrews 11, we find really the application or examples of that. Yeah. you know, from what we understand, it had never rained before when Noah was living on the earth, and yet God told him about a worldwide flood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he could have said, hey, that's not going to happen. And, you know, there's no such thing as a flood. But he believed, and he built that ark. He did exactly what God said because he trusted him. Just right after that, it talks about Abraham in Hebrews 11. 
And God told Abraham to leave his home in Ur of Chaldees and go to a place. Now, Abraham didn't know where he was going. God knew where he was going, but Abraham didn't. Well, why did he go? Because he trusted God. We think about Moses there at, at the Red Sea. The Egyptian army's coming on one side. You got a sea on the other side. What are we going to do? God parted that sea. And so when we think about faith, it's the idea of trusting God. Yeah. But those Hebrews 11 uh, uh, examples also remind us that faith involves action. When Noah believed, he built. When Abraham believed, he went. When Moses believed, he, he followed God. And so for a person to say, I believe, but it doesn't change their life, nothing else happens, that's not really faith. It's not really trusting. Uh, if you're going to believe it's going to rain, you're going to grab your umbrella. Why? Because I think it's going to rain. And so to, to believe is to trust God. And I think that's fundamental. That this is, this is where we begin our journey with God. You will not follow God unless you first of all believe that He is. Why should I follow the Bible? Because I believe God, I believe God wrote that book. And because of that, a person will do those right. things. So, so back to that passage I began with, Luke 17, verse 5, when the disciples said to Jesus, increase our faith, that, that leads us to a question before that. And does God give us our faith? Yeah. I, I'm afraid that some buy into the idea or have been led to believe that faith is kind of like an app you can download from the app store or an order that you can place on Amazon. And by that, I I mean, well, you know, I'm just going to pray to God, would you give me faith? And then I'll wake up the next day and suddenly I have faith. God has just irresistibly planted that in my mind and I didn't ask for it. I wasn't looking for it. I, it just came out of nowhere. And that is not the picture that we get in the Bible. That, that's not the centurion that you read to us about in Matthew chapter 8. That's not that Canaanite woman in Matthew chapter 15. Again, I, I just lean on the simplest, most, most foundational of passages like Hebrews chapter 11. Romans chapter 10 asks the question in verse 14, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? I, I'm not going to call on a God that I don't believe in. How are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? I I can't believe in someone I've never even heard about. And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, the Apostle Paul reaches back to Isaiah 52, verse 7. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news but they have not all obeyed the gospel. That's that's the point that Paul is lamenting and drawing attention to in, in Romans 10. He begins that chapter by saying, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved.
saved and I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. He, he He's drawing attention to the fact so many people who ought to know better have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, again, he, he reaches back to Isaiah 53, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So here's this point. Listen to this very carefully. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Why did that centurion make the plea that he made in Matthew 8 and and ultimately lead Jesus to marvel and say, "I've, I've not seen such great faith in all of Israel? Well, he had heard something about Jesus that he believed, he trusted. Why did that Canaanite woman say what she said in Matthew chapter 15? Well, she had heard something about Jesus, and and what she has heard leads her to, to make this great plea of faith. And that's what leads Jesus to say, woman, great is your faith. Faith is not something that just knocks me upside the head and comes to be planted in my mind that I wasn't even looking for, like a an app that just automatically downloads to my phone and I, I didn't even ask for it. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith is our responsibility. Now, now God will give us the reasons to believe. Right. And that, and that's found all through the Bible. We, we see these are not just stories. These are, first of all, real historical accounts. And they show us the activity of God. They show the compassion of God, the power of God. The reasons to believe are on the table, but it's up to us to have that faith. If we, if we conclude that God gives us our faith, then those who do not have faith, it's not their problem, it's God's problem. Yeah. And, and, and that just opens up all kinds of theological problems, and, and it's just not consistent with the Bible. Uh, the, the faith uh, comes about when we look at the evidence, and then we determine this is real. There is no other way than, than what God has said, and that gives us that reason to believe. That's why the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1 draws attention to God's invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly see, perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. Roger, just like you said, the, the evidence is there, People who don't believe that evidence, listen to what he says in Romans 1.20, so they are without excuse. That is not true if God just indiscriminately picks some that he's going to give faith and some that he doesn't. No, the only way I can be without excuse is if the evidence is all around me, first and foremost in creation, there is a God and I choose not to honor him or give thanks to him. Yeah, and, and, and we think, why send the apostles into all the world to preach if God gives us faith? Why do we even have a Bible if God just gives us the faith? And so the the responsibility is not upon God. It's upon us to have that faith. 
And so as we think about this lesson and we see the value of faith, that's where it begins. The reason why we do things, it must be faith-driven. It's because I believe in God. And when we encounter uh, opposition, when we stand before somebody and he says, you know, the, you know, everybody knows that evolution is true, the person of faith will say, no, no, I'm one person. I don't believe that because I believe what God says, and God has shown us why, and those some things like that. All right. So, Roger, our theme for Fridays on January is getting better in 2024, and as you've drawn attention uh, we've talked about our attitudes. We've talked about our connection, one another connections. Uh, here in our last few minutes together, what would you say if, if, if my goal is to get better in my faith, where can that start? It has to start, as you read while ago in Romans ten seventeen, spending time in the Bible. Okay. Uh, faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of God. Those those are connecting words. And so if I want my faith to grow, I've got to spend time in the word of God. And so so the, so we're still early into this year and if I haven't done that, I just need to start making a habit of reading the Bible and not just flipping it open, reading a verse here and then uh, tomorrow I'll flip over somewhere else. Uh, you got to read it in the context. Understand the story. Understand the book. Why, why did God write this? Why did this person say this? What's going on behind here? And it just jump in there like we're studying a college biology class. Just Pour your heart in there. Look at the words. Look at the word order. Just read, read, read. And what you're going to see is God. You're going to see God just coming out of all these verses. And you're going to see how people interacted. Some people did well. Some people did terrible. Some people believed. Some people disbelieved. But but when you're walking through this, this is what's going to begin building your faith. Your faith is not a feeling. Your faith is just not this intuition I have. It's just not, you know, like I just know these things are going to come about. It's going to come about because you stand upon the scriptures and there's no shortcut. There's no cliff note addition. There's no, please just tell me what I'm supposed to believe that that doesn't happen. You have to spend time in the Bible. Yeah. I, I love the fact that in this part of the world, at this point in time, we have Bible classes. And so most certainly it is a matter of individually, day by day, remembering man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. But also we have so many Bible classes in the context of our own local church family. Two days from now on Sunday, the best day of the week, we have four different adult Bible classes. And we've got Bible classes for all ages. We don't just do that because, well, that's what we've done for a long time. We have those sorts of things so that we can grow in our faith. Roger, this is the reason you and I spend a couple of hours each week pouring into this podcast, because it's a practical means whereby people can grow in their faith, the tools. That's why you spend time each weekday of the year uh, writing jump starts, right? It's not just to keep you occupied. It's not to keep you out of Miss Debbie's hair, right? It's, it's to help people grow in faith. Tools practically are 
all around us to help us grow in that faith. And, and I'd also add to this, uh, surrounding yourself with people of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, if you spend most of your time chasing all these things on the Internet and listening to people who do not believe, that's going to take a dent in your faith. Um, but, but if you surround those who are strong believers, you listen to them and you, you see their habits and their examples, that's going to kind of pull you into that circle there and make you strong in faith as well. Nothing's going to take the place of the Bible, but more than just the Bible itself is our fellowship with other believers, that community we call the church. And when we're around each other, we encourage each other. We sing these songs, and these songs, uh, these hymns have such wonderful words that remind us of the truths of God. We pour our hearts out in prayer, and we, we just listen to those prayers and how people are just praying that God will help them, that God has helped them. All those, all those little activities help strengthen and fortify our faith. So often in life, we want God to uh, isolate us from problems. Just pick me up and move me somewhere else. Get this problem out of my life. But most times what God does is he insulates us. He keeps that cold air from coming into us. He does that through our faith. Faith is what makes us strong. And he's not afraid to challenge us, right? It, it is remarkable to me how, yes, Jesus to that centurion in Matthew 8, Jesus to that Canaanite woman in Matthew 15, marveled at their faith. He, he even went so far as to say to that woman, great is your faith. But it is a process, right? The same Jesus said to Peter, Andrew, James, John, the rest of the apostles on more than one occasion, oh, you of little faith, right? That is one of the reasons we wanted to focus even here in the first month of 2024 on getting better in your faith. It it makes me think of the need to notice, day by day, all around us. I mean, Jesus used this, oh, you of little faith phrase in the heart of his Sermon on the Mount, where he encourages his disciples, look at the birds of the air, notice the lilies of the field, and consider them, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you Oh, you of little faith, let's don't rush through day by day by day so quickly that we fail to notice the grass of the field, the birds of the air, and to really hear, maybe with fresh ears here in this first month of 2024, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness That is a call, a challenge, a faith, and to believe that all these things will be added to us if we get the order of the seeking, the priorities right. And and when we think about those two Matthew examples, that centurion, he had a slave at home that was severely injured. He was in pain. We think about that Canaanite woman. She had a daughter that was cruelly demon-possessed. That's the language the Gospels give us. These are not sunshine moments for these people. They were not happy moments. But in the midst of these storms that each were having, they believed. 
And that's how our faith becomes strong. We, we understand that God's been there in the sunshine. He's there in the darkness. God gets me through these things, and I keep believing. I keep believing. I want to bring the best because God is the best. Yeah. Getting better in 2024 in our attitudes, in our one another connections, and in our faith. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound Podcast. We have one more episode in this little January series, Lord willing. We'll revisit it next Friday. In the meantime, our hope, we hope our discussions have helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound and the best is yet to come.